Welcome back to The Balancing Act, a podcast focused on leadership and management in the corporate space with Dr. Andrew Tempty, president and global head of corporate learning and author of The Balancing Act, Teach, Coach, Mentor, Inspire. In episode one, we talked about defining ego, ego in the workplace, and that's where we'll work from the rest of this series, uh, season, I should say, using ego as a prompt against other things within the workplace. If you didn't see or hear that episode, I might suggest pausing here, going back and listening to that one to give you the primer for what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Andy, always great to see you. Uh, we are going to talk about vulnerability today. And I will say I have a vulnerability around saying that word. So I'm going to make sure I focus on that. But uh, we've talked about ego last time. Maybe a quick primer for this one. Ego, not big ego, but strong ego. The idea versus vulnerability. Why was it important for you in this sort of first episode of the, the comparisons to go with vulnerability and to compare it to ego? Yeah, so just very, very quickly, this concept of a, of a big ego that in the popular literature, that that's what we tend to talk about that, oh, Andy's got this big ego and he thinks he's all that and more. Uh, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking again about that mediation between our fixed selves and the ideal of the ideal version of ourselves and the ego being that uh, that 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 part of ourselves that we cultivate uh, to be able to have better outcomes, more constructive conversations between our fixed base needs and the ideal version version of ourselves. Now, if we if we think about vulnerability, that's also a term that has been uh, frankly misinterpreted in yep. uh, corporate settings because I'll, I'll just read you the definition of, uh, of vulnerability uh, as, as it comes from the Oxford Dictionary, which is vulnerability is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. So, you know, from that definition, uh, you don't want to be vulnerable. Right. Vulnerability is bad. It's a terrible thing. So we're taught from an early age that being vulnerable is bad. But from a business perspective and a leadership perspective, I, I believe this concept of vulnerability is incredibly, incredibly important. As we talk through, and I, I wholeheartedly agree with you that the word vulnerable feels like a negative concept. It feels like something you do not want to be even by defined by the Oxford Dictionary. So as we talk about ego, that balance, the ability to mediate between yourself in a way, and also mediate between your coworkers and your employees. What does being vulnerable to you truly mean as a manager? To, to open up this discussion and really dive right in, what does being vulnerable in a positive manner mean in the workplace? Yeah, so I, 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 I bring it back to the concept of failure. Uh, failure is another word that uh, has gotten a really, really bad rap uh, from uh, from a business perspective. It's uh, it, it's thought of in a very binary fashion. I failed, therefore something bad happened, uh, and no good came out of, of of a failure. Well, in a business construct, we have to make failure okay right because if we if if we make failure a bad thing 
then nobody's going to take risks. Everybody's going to be stuck. Everybody will have that fixed mindset that we talked about previously. And, uh, and, and as a leader, you want your people to fail, and then you want them to learn from those failures. Uh, you know, Dan, when I, when I wrote the book, uh, one of the main pieces of, of the book that uh, kind of came to me after it was all done was this concept that we as human beings and as businesses and institutions are constantly in a state of degradation. So I, I write about this, uh, about the both mathematical and physical concepts of entropy that we're kind of all, uh, you know, we, we naturally tend toward a state of disorder. Uh, well, the same, you know, that happens all day, every day in business. Uh, so we are constantly falling apart and we need to continually be improving and learning to put ourselves back together. So how can you as a leader promote failure as a learning opportunity if you yourself never admit to falling down, never admitting to fail, oh, failing is somebody else, that's what other people do. I'm the leader, I'm invincible, you can't challenge me. I'm telling you, for 30 years of experience in business, that is a formula for disaster. And I know far too many leaders that have those fixed mindsets, especially as it relates to failure and vulnerability, and they don't want to show the, the softer sides of, 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 their, of themselves. I relate this a lot to parenting as well. And I'm not saying you've written a parenting book here, uh, but it, there it are, could be. <laughs> it, and I think that it, it is a balancing act, parenting it, and it's a balancing act leading people, right? It's a leadership book. It's a leadership ideal. This podcast is for leaders and leaders can be a, a new hire who is at an entry level. A leader can be the CEO. Uh, but what I think you do so well is lay out those concepts as not being necessarily just just in business or just in this specific world it's we're, we're human beings and we're human beings inside and outside of the workplace and understanding these ideas and and these ideals to be honest uh, is really important so vulnerability being open to failure being okay with showing you're open to failure to your coworkers, to your um employees when does it go bad when when does vulnerability become a net negative for your management style and for your business. Yeah, it, it goes badly when you get too naked, when you get too transparent, when you start bringing your problems and challenges into the business in a non-constructive fashion. And I relate this back to the concept of hanging around the water cooler. Certainly you want your people to have an idea of what's going on in your personal life, that you are a human being, that you can fall down and have fallen down and you've, and most importantly, that you've picked yourself back right. up and you have, and, and you're mentoring and teaching and coaching through those life lessons to your people. But when those life lessons become a burden to, to others and to your people that all of a sudden you're asking people to solve your petty problems. Uh, that's, that's when it, that's when it goes really bad. That's, 
that's the tipping point. Whack, you just fall right over. And we talked about the, the name of the book, and we're probably going to hammer this nail a lot uh, as we talk through this, but it's a, it's a balancing act in understanding where that line is to make yourself appear empathetic, to be empathetic to fellow employees, to be vulnerable yourself, but also continue to provide confidence that you're going to make the key decisions, the, the things that need to get done. Uh, you're going to be a leader for these people who can be trusted. Uh, I wanted to, to circle back to ego versus vulnerability, and you're talking before at length about the idea that we continue to grow right or, or the entropy and but we're constantly falling down trying to pick ourselves back up again and i think you've done a, a really great job of the analogy there or analogy in my brain of every business is always changing right like every business any business that thinks it's done growing or done changing is going to die out eventually because they're not trying to stay with the times they're not trying to make sure they're evolving their product or their people and moving forward. How do we, on this podcast, how do managers instill that in their employees? The idea that, yes, we've made a great product and yes, our customers love us. No, we can't sit back now and you know count the dollar signs and be happy with where we're going. How is it a positive reinforcement from a manager to talk about ego versus vulnerability, to talk about being vulnerable as a business? that you always have to move forward? Yeah, uh, that, that's that's a really great question. I, you know, constructive paranoia is, uh, is what immediately comes to, comes to mind. You know, you, you, you don't wanna be running around with your hair on fire right. all the time. I had, uh, I had, a, a, I had a, a peer back in the early 2000s uh, whose MO, was running around with his hair on fire. Everything was everything was a problem. Everything was urgent. You know, everything needed to be done right now. And his and his entire team just became anesthetized sure. to the nuance of, okay, what's really important here versus what you know what we, what we can what we can let slide. Uh, so the concept of constructive paranoia is again employing that ego to sit in the middle and and help make more uh, constructive, proactive, helpful decisions uh, for the team, and most importantly, lead by lead by example, and uh, and be very thoughtful and careful, and allow that strong ego to mediate. Okay, when is it time? to run around with my hair on fire because there are times when you got to be running around with your hair on fire. Hey, look what this competitor just did. They're right. going to put us completely out of business. We got to shift and pivot. Uh, but if you, but, it, but if you're always that way, your people are just going to be uh, drowned out uh, and anesthetized uh, by, uh, by your previous behaviors. You won't be leading by example to help them determine uh, you know, what's the time to really put the urgency hat on and, uh, and, and what, what's the time where we can sit back and celebrate and, uh, and our successes and, and our, our position in the marketplace. Yeah. Prioritization, right? Like understanding how to prioritize different things, different projects, different changes to your product or, or, you know, 
driving home the product as it is, but maybe changing your marketing approach or changing something that continues to move you forward. I want to hit on one thing, just follow up on a question before we close out. And this is a podcast that's with you on every podcasting app. We're available on YouTube. If you're enjoying it, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're sharing on social media. Comment. Feel free to send in questions via the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Do a separate episode on those at the end of this series, uh, season, I should say. You talked about uh, lead by example for for a leader, right? And we that's a phrase we hear a lot. You hear it uh, in the military. You hear it in the business world, in the education world. How important is it for you, and I think this ties into vulnerability, for a leader, a CEO, a middle manager, whoever it is, to show that they are always learning, that they don't know it all, that they are there to themselves be lifelong learners. Yeah, thank thank you for that prompt because uh, in a recent paper that I wrote for Training Industry Magazine, uh, the, this this there are, there are five foundational uh, leadership uh, characteristics. Uh, vulnerability is is number one uh, in the list. By by the way, I. I really dislike papers that are called the five blank or the three this or the seven that. Uh, but uh, this this one this this one this one worked. Maybe I got lazy in the titling. I don't know. Uh, but but the uh, numbers four and five in this list are to have a continuous improvement mindset and to have a lifelong learning mindset. Uh, and it is that leading by example that you're always learning, that you as a leader, you don't have it all figured out, and that, but, but that you're going to be persistent and consistent, and you're going to show that drive and that desire to win, and, all, and being in a position where you're always learning, always building your skill portfolio, and always moving forward. My, my old mentor, Carl Swayzer said, uh, if, if you're not moving forward, you're standing still. And I know that sounds so quaint and, and, and almost so base and stupid, but it's true. Right. Uh, you know, you've, you've got to keep moving and shaking uh, and you've got to show your people that, that learning and continuous improvement is a, huge, is a huge part of that. So being vulnerable and saying, I don't know it all, but I'm going to I'm going to figure it out. And most of all, I'm going to bring you with me. I'm not going to leave you behind. I'm going to bring you with me on this learning adventure that we have. And we will get to a better place. We're going to figure it out together. That's that's a key part of vulnerability. I love it. And I think that makes so much sense. Again, uh, equating my personal life, my family, uh, I think there's a lot parents can take from this as well. So I will continue to bring that back in. And I love... If you're not moving forward, you're standing still. When you're standing still, other people can pass you. Other businesses can go flying by you when you're standing that's still. Right. And that's that's a great, great line. I appreciate you sharing it. You can find Andy's book on Amazon or anywhere else you're buying books as of April 6, 2021. Balancing Act, you can check that out. All of this is tying together to help you, <laughs> to help you as managers, as employees, as leaders, understand the proper way to really better yourself and better your business and also understand the corporate learning space and how uh, that is evolving and growing as we move forward here uh, on this podcast, on this video series and uh, moving forward conversations around this. 
Find us on every podcasting app. Like, su- subscribe. Make sure you are tuning in for our next episode, uh, which will be episode three in our journey here. And that is ego versus resilience. Join us next time right here on The Balancing Act. Thank you.